Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Well, there's a big difference between someone who lets you ride in their sports car and someone who gives you the keys and says, go ahead and race it for me. It's a big difference, right? There's a big difference between seeing your favorite musician perform and them calling you on stage and giving you their instrument and saying, all right, the venue's yours, do a concert. This is what happened in the gospel today. This is Matthew, Mark chapter 6. The apostles have followed Jesus and seen him preach and teach, and sinners who were walking away from God changed their ways and began to walk towards the Father because of his words. They saw him cast out demons from men and women, and they've seen him cure blind, crippled, and people near death. They got to share meals with him. They went on, they like slept outside with him. They were around bonfires at night talking with him. And it was really neat. They got to be around the miracle worker. But all of a sudden, he calls them in and says, all right, now it's your turn. Go for it. Here's the keys, drive the car. Here's the instrument, perform. Go for it. And by the way, be not afraid, I'm going to give you the power. So if you trust me that I'm good, I'm actually giving you my Holy Spirit to now do these things. And guess what? They did them. They actually preached and people repented. They cast out demons and they healed people who were sick. Theologically, what we'll say is that what was in Jesus' historical body when he walked and talked and ate and slept, has been transferred into his mystical body, us, the church. This is the good news of Christianity. But I think if we're honest, what you and I do is we keep the car in the driveway. We've been given the Holy Spirit through baptism and confirmation, and we take the awesome sports car and we sit it in the driveway and we look at it and we think, wow, And we'll actually go to the racetrack every Sunday and hear about how other people are driving so fast. And we think, that's awesome for them. And we come back and we just maybe even sit in it and say, this is a pretty neat car. Or we'll go to all sorts of concert venues and see other people perform amazing concerts and we come back and I don't know if it's a guitar or whatever's in your mind, we just kind of pluck the guitar in our living room where it's safe. And we begin to wonder why over time the faith seems kind of blah. And we read the scriptures and the early church was alive. It's because they slapped that car in drive and they went for it. They said, hey, you know what? If I lose or I crash, at least I tried. They grabbed that guitar and the microphone and they sang their heart out. And they said, people are either going to walk out or give me a standing ovation, but I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to take the risk. And so they went out and they preached. They told people, listen, 
You got to get back. You got to come back to God. You got to say you're sorry. You got to start trying to grow in holiness. And people were like, all right, we'll do it. Can you imagine the first time James and John go up to someone who's like crippled and they're like, listen, we're going to pray over you now because we saw Jesus do it and we think he's going to do it for you. So here we go. And it happened. Contrast that joy and that excitement with when you leave church on Sunday. Aren't you and I like, well, that was nice to see everyone. It was very good. And oh, Nancy and Steph, they're always so great. That sounds like going to a country club to me, not church. The early apostles would come and look at us and say, what are y'all doing? You were just given the fire of divine love in the Eucharist. Why don't we breathe some of that out at work with our friends at barbecues? Why does your social media pages look like you don't even know who Jesus is? Don't we want the good news to pour out? Or are we just going to sit and kind of wax that car every Sunday in the driveway? Certainly shines, doesn't it? Cars are for driving. Instruments are for music. Christians are for breathing fire into the world. So out of all the things they did, I'm going to challenge you on one of them. Preaching repentance. I'm going to ask you this week, two people you're going to have a conversation with and invite them. Now maybe for you, it's people who you know still haven't come, and come back to church yet. They might have a million reasons, but you know what? The obligation's been back for about a month now. We ain't hearing much, except it's good to be back. Invite them back, not authoritatively as if we have our act together, but out of divine love that God the Father wants to bless and nourish his children. Or if you know it's been a while since someone's been to confession, say, you know what, I'd like to go to confession next Saturday. Would you like to go with me? We can go out for food afterwards. Or whatever it may be, have that conversation with two people this week. I want to tell you two stories of when I did it so far. One's already at St. Basil. You remember the staff and I worked hard to offer six masses on Easter Sunday because we were convinced that there was people who hadn't received the Eucharist in over a year and we wanted to make them feel as safe as we could. So we offered six masses here on Easter Sunday morning. And I told everyone for the weeks leading up to it, all right, we're going to offer the masses. You've got to invite people back. On books, it was our highest attended Easter Sunday ever. More concretely, a family came up to me and said, Father Ryan, you told us we should invite someone. And I thought they were going to yell at me. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and they said, do you see that family over there praying still? I said, yeah. They said, they're our neighbors. We invited them. They cried during the whole Mass because they were so happy to be back. Like if they didn't say, hey, you want to come to Easter Sunday with us? They wouldn't have received the Eucharist. They wouldn't have experienced grace. They wouldn't have been having the moments with God they were having. Here's another one. For my first assignment, there was two families. Of these two families, the spouses were both Protestant, not Catholic, and the rest of the family was Catholic. These were good people. One a husband, one a wife. They prayed, they knew their scriptures, they had hearts of service, they were fully alive, right? But they also knew that uh, their families were being raised Catholic. And it just kind of was a, one of those glaring elephant in the room things, but what do you do? 
their oldest kids were about to make First Communion. So I simply wrote them each a letter because they had a bunch of friends who said, hey, we'd love for you to be in the fullness of faith with us. And they said, we're thinking about it. We're thinking about it, you know. So I just wrote them a letter. I just said, you know, your kids are going to be receive their first communion. Eventually, they're going to look at mom and dad and say, you believe in Jesus. Why aren't you eating the Eucharist with us? I said, I want to invite you to RCIA. Just trust the process and see what happens. They both became Catholic, and they were both very, very, uh, just a great witness. But above all, I learned that all you have to do is invite. Funny, when people say, Father Ryan, why is the church losing so many numbers? Why are the numbers going down? I said, well, name three people you personally invited to church. Like, that might be a good place to start. <laughs> What's amazing in the gospel is Jesus does not ask us to be successful. In fact, he presumes they're going to fail. He says, listen, when you go out and you try to invite them to the church or invite them to start praying or maybe listen to a podcast or read a book or just come to confession, just even do a small step, if they mock you and laugh at you and do nothing, he says, just brush the sand off your feet and move on. Don't wallow, oh, I could have done this better, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Jesus doesn't say that. He says, you invite and the choice is theirs. Race cars are for racing, instruments are for music, Christians are for inviting the whole world to encounter Jesus. Pray about who are the two people God's inviting you to this week.